Good morning, Alan. I'm fine, thank you. How are you keeping? Grand. Is Gory fine and sunny this morning? Because the Wexford Town area certainly is. What's Gory like yeah. today? Yeah. It is, it is indeed. It's, it's beautiful here. The, the birds are singing and the, the sky is, is blue. So, uh, so we're, yeah, it's nice to see spring uh, coming in now and, and having the, uh, the brighter days as well. I'm sure everyone appreciates that. Let's uh, head around the county then and find out what's making uh, the news in our local papers and the Gorey Guardian, the Enniscorthy Guardian, the Wexford People and the New Ross Standard. And we're going to start with the Enniscorthy Guardian first off. It's a story by Brendan Kane and it's a worrying story because vandalism is, is causing a bit of concern in the area. What happened here, Amy? Yeah, so this story by my colleague Brendan uh, is regarding an act of vandalism on a car at Moran Park, Enniscorthy, which could put the treatment of a 10-year-old cancer patient in jeopardy. So the car belongs to the mother of Callum Buckley Carthy, who was first diagnosed with a brain tumour in January 2016 and in the interim has had four relapses. So last Wednesday, the family's car had multiple tyres slashed and windows were smashed, an incident that Callum's father, Pa Carthy, has said has left him and the family in a very serious situation. Uh, so around €1,500 worth of damage was done to the car. And as Callum requires frequent visits to hospital for chemotherapy and radiotherapy, this puts his treatment in jeopardy. Um, Pa also said that the attack on the family car has had a great emotional impact on Callum uh, and described how it's, it's upsetting the young boy in school. He's been crying in school every day since the, the event has occurred. Um, so um, it is understood or believed, I suppose, uh, that it may have been a case of mistaken identity, but the matter is currently being investigated by the Gardaí. Uh, needless to say, anyone with any information is asked to contact the station. And I have the number of the station here, Amy. It's 053-924-2580. I see Councillor Owens has also posted on his, his own social media page last night, vandalism to a park bench. That's a tribute to a very special person in the Scorthy area. So vandalism around this county is just not acceptable, is it, Amy? Terrible. Absolutely. I mean, it's terrific to see in, in any situation, but I suppose Brendan's story here and the one that you just described there just shows the the impact that, that it can have further afield that maybe those that are yeah. perpetrating them don't even realise. Um, but either way, there, there's no excuse for it. And hopefully um, the people that are responsible for, for this particular case are found and Okay. Um, justice is, is and, and that full story is a comprehensive one is in today's edition of the Enniscorthy Guardian. Now let's look at uh, one of the two stories we'll t- talk to you about that you're, you're covering in the Gory Guardian. This is huge sadness at the untimely death of a teenager column. Tell us the story. What happened here, please, Amy? Yeah, so this is a, a tragic story about six-year student from Castletown, Colm Donnelly, who died yesterday as a result of an accident that took place last week. Uh, so Colm was carrying out work on a car at his home last Thursday when the car fell on top of him, uh, leading him to be rushed to St. Vincent's University Hospital. Uh, sadly, yesterday he died as a result of his in- injuries. Um, so tributes have been paid to, to Colm, and I suppose everyone has been sending their, their well wishes to his family uh, Colin was only in sixth year uh, at Gory Community School. He was preparing to do his leaving cert, and he was well known for his passion for cars, machinery, and farming. Uh, he's also a talented rugby player and played with his school uh, as well as with Gory Rugby Club from a very young age. I spoke with principal at Gory Community School, Michael Finn, who said that the staff and students are absolutely heartbroken and devastated at the loss of Colin who he described as a popular student who excelled at everything he did. Uh, it is obviously mid-term in the schools at the moment, but uh, the school has set up services to help students and staff to deal with the tragedy and deal with their grief, uh, including services offered by school staff, uh, as well as psychological support provided by the National Educational Psychological Service. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, overall, I mean, it's an absolutely tragic situation, and I think everyone's heart goes out to Colin's family and friends at this really difficult time. 
Indeed they do, and that full story in this week's edition of the Gory Guardian. We'll come to the Wexford people now, Amy, and uh, this is a, a story that I think the whole county is following. Uh, this is the Education Minister, and the application on what has been described an unsuitable site. It's penned by Porrick Byrne. What's the background to this, please? Yeah, so this is a follow-on from Porrick's story last month in which he wrote about how over two years since the department announced the acquisition of a site in Clonard for the construction of two new schools, Department officials had said had been told that the site is unfit for purpose. So in Porig's most recent piece, he describes how the Minister for Education, Norma Foley, has given her strongest indication, yes, the department may not even apply for planning permission on the acquired site, stating that there are challenges that would need to be worked through before they get to that stage. Uh, so, so Minister Foley was pressed on this matter by Minister Paul Keogh last week uh, as he asked whether the department would apply for planning uh, well, the minister refused to answer that question, I suppose, directly. She did say uh, that there were challenges to be worked through first and that the site was purchased subject to planning. Um, so Borough goes into great detail on the, the issues that the department now face in relation to this site, uh, saying that it does appear that the department may find itself locked into completing the purchase of the unfeasible site. Uh, and he also discusses how... Uh, I suppose when a purchase is agreed pending planning permission, it is expected that the purchaser will make at least a reasonable attempt to acquire that. Um, Borg spoke with a a few sources who are well-placed who believe that the most likely scenario now is that the department will have to complete the purchase and then sell it off straight away, as as has been discussed. It's just not suitable for the schools. And what does it mean then for Educate Together and the proposed new 1,000 pupil post-primary school? Where will they go? Yeah, well, at the moment, it's understood that uh, alternative sites are being looked at, but I suppose nothing is set in stone at the moment. Um, it it just, just seems like maybe a few things are up in the air, I suppose, with, with a lack of certainty about this site, uh, a lack of certainty as to whether there's anything else yeah. suitable at the moment. So I suppose watch the space, Porg. will continue to cover that over the next uh, few weeks, few months. All right, let's uh, round off our chat with you this morning by coming back to one of your own stories. This is in the Core Town area and it's in relation to garden numbers. What's the core of this story, Amy, please? Yeah, so at the, the basis of it uh, is the fact that Core Town has seen one of the greatest decreases in garden numbers of all stations in Wexford over the past decade, according to official garden figures. Uh, the figures show that between 2013 and 2022, the number of Guardia Core Town Harbour Station has, accre- has decreased from four to one. Um, and Bunclody Garda Station has also seen a large drop with the numbers decreasing from 8 to 4 in the same period. Uh, at the same time, larger urban areas in the county have seen a rise in numbers. Uh, in relation to the Corten numbers, I spoke with Chairperson of Gory Kilmuckridge Municipal District, Donald Kenny, who described the news as a disappointment for Corten. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Councillor Joe Sullivan, who is a former Garda himself, has said that um, focusing on having more Gardaí on the ground, interacting with the community would help to reduce crime and establish trust in the area. And I suppose he believes that there should be more of a focus on that as opposed to keeping a station open. Everyone I I spoke to pointed to the difficulty in recruiting and retaining Gardaí, you know, saying that the pay that new recruits receive isn't enough to to match the responsibilities to carry and the dangers they face. Um, So that that was something that that came, the conversations that that I had with various people across the community came back around to, you know, that that it is really important to... Uh, ensure that those that, that are uh, joining the Guardia are, are well taken care, care of and that the responsibilities that they carry are uh, met with, with appropriate pay and, and support. Thank you, Amy, as always, for linking in with us. Busy week ahead again in the world of news, uh, both print and radio. Uh, we'll talk to you again soon, Amy. Have a good week. Thanks very much. Thank you, Alan.